Buyers are currently looking for two types of properties, something brand new or newly renovated, something that's untouched with character or quirkiness, or a possible land site with the potential to create something new. So what does that tell you? The big bucks come when you present your home with a sense of newness. Today, we are going to talk about why getting the trades in to renovate will pay off on auction day. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Too busy selling homes? Struggling to get the words out? Looking to find a better way? Why not give us a call at Real Copyright as we are experts at getting the right message across to market your property to the right buyers, attracting more people to your doors. Contact Real Copyright at 5977-889 or check out our website www.realcopyright.com.au. Dean Davis and his wife, Michelle, are the founders of Emco Property. And Dean is here today to talk to us about why getting the trades in to renovate pays off on auction day. Welcome, Dean. How are you today? Yeah, good. It's been quite frantic since the lockdown lifted last Wednesday. We've had a bit of a backlog um, of works and and now we can work inside people's houses. Uh, It's all back on again. Yay. We love that, don't we? Well, um, now we're talking about why getting the trades in to renovate pays off on auction day. In our intro, we talked about how buyers are looking for something either new, newly renovated, or something they can make new. Um, What are you finding as an acceptable value of new in terms of how old a renovation is before it's time to give it a spruce up for sale? I'd say the majority of houses we come across would be within the 10 years, um, I think houses that are 10 years old, um, we still like to update, um, you know, whether it's the fixtures and fittings to something that is maybe more 2021, whether it's uh, on uh, trend colour palettes, you know, grey carpets, um, woven wool carpets, very on trend, a lot mm-hmm. of cladding or light fittings. Um, yeah. So we often take that 10-year renovation and just put some 2021 attributes and, and, and products that are on trend just to, mm-hmm. to lift the age of the property. Yeah. I've been speaking to a few real estate agents and they're saying that the, the houses that are renovated in the last sort of 10 to 20 years or are that in age um, as in terms of how old they are um, since they were built, they're the ones that are struggling to, to sell on the market yeah and i and i'm seeing that also and i think that it's important that when people are you know where with with social media with instagram and pinterest people uh, are seeing this you know fresh like i said 2021 look people are also then Mm -hmm. looking for that in the property that they're purchasing so it goes a long way to just add some of those features just so it's showing off the house in a more modern state Mm, yeah and there's nothing better than buying a, a new home for yourself that has nothing to do. You just move in and it's ready. Recently, I saw you at a property for Bell Property uh, in Paran, a three-bedroom freestanding Victorian where you had done a $45,000 renovation on it to give it a bit of a new look. 
Now, what was the story there? Yep. So um, the, the owners of the property had owned the property for over 30 years mm-hmm. and they were looking at selling a few of their assets and this property had just been a long-term rental to them. So it just kind of sat there and slowly was ran down. Mm-hmm. But the bones of it and the front formal section of it was in nearly new condition. So the process there was we knew that the new buyer would eventually basically cut it in half and, and renovate the back half and either go up or modernise it with the bigger living spaces like we live mm. now. But the front section and the front um, heritage overlay, um, we basically restored um, back to near mm-hmm. new. So majority of the investment was actually spent in the front formal rooms, bedrooms, hallway um, and front facade. The $45,000 invested um, at, uh, at auction day um, gained them close to half a million dollars. There was their reserve was one point five approximately, and I know it sold over two million dollars. And I believe the attraction to that old and new and in the in Pran area um, gave people a sense of what they could do with the property once they'd um, purchased it. So the older style, which can sometimes be the most daunting part of the, the renovation, had been taken away from them. Of course, they may add, you know, wallpaper light fittings or put their spin on it with a feature wall mm. colour, but we'd done the bulk yeah. of it. Which is amazing. And I'm sure that the uh, owners were very happy with their $45,000 investment. With They were. They were. At, at the start, um, you know, it, was, it seemed like a, a lot of money mm. to them. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, hearing I'm going to spend $45,000 on an investment property that you've owned for 30 years can be daunting, but this was a perfect case study of, of investing a dollar and just attracting two people that wanted the property on the day with interest rates being low and being a, 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 on Green Street in Paran on its um, approximately 250 square metre block, which is a decent size. Um, it just went off yeah. at auction. And the beauty of it being an investment property, um, if re- spending $45,000 is reducing the capital gains. I'm not sure their financial position. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Okay. So at what point do you say, look, we will fix it up for sale with a touch-up paint, some fixing the grounding, maybe some new carpets and tapware? Um, Or do you say, look, we really need to give this a good go, give it a whole renovation where you might need to change some walls to create new rooms or even put a new kitchen and bathroom? At what point do you go there? There's a lot of variables there. Um, of course there is. We, <laughs> it's, in, it's really important that when you're coming to a house to inspect that you don't have a, an emotional roller coaster of, you know, the, the front door being brand new and, and the back, um, you know, being um, old and, and, um, and falling apart. So when we invest and renovate a house for sale, we look at, bringing the whole house up to one level. So what houses get fixtures, fittings, um, you know, paint, carpet, I think majority of houses will get a paint job throughout, Mm. flooring throughout. And if we start getting into the fixtures and fittings, you need to almost do them throughout so you create Mm. consistency in, you know, the bedrooms and the bathrooms. And the kitchen um, is a great example. So when we're... um, investing um, you know money into our properties before sale we definitely want to make sure that 
it's not an emotional roller coaster where um, we've over invested in certain areas because then there's just no point really um, investing in the other areas that you haven't gone as hard in. Mm. Say you had a two bedroom house and you wanted to create a third bedroom. I saw one of these recently actually in, in Brighton where it was investment that they've gone from a, a two-bedroom unit in Durrant Street in Brighton and they turned it into a three-bedroom unit. The guy had owned the place since 1984 or something ridiculous like that as an investment and he really did reduce the size of the living space to create a third bedroom, bedroom, which he should have probably made it more of a study and had a bigger living space. But anyway, mm-hmm. these things happen. Um, but he did say that he invested $200,000 renovating the place. Yeah. Because it was original 80s daggy. Let's turn it in, transform it into something for today. The three bedroom, yeah. Um, and made it a third bedroom. So I think that's actually going on the market at, at the moment. Um, yeah. But I'm sure, well, he, he was told he should get sort of that one to $1.1 million mark. He paid, I believe it was around the sort of $47,000 mark back in 1984 or something. So yeah. it's worth well, Investing that recent 200000 to to create that extra bedroom and renovate, I guess in Brighton, um, a bedroom is probably worth 200000 plus. Mm. Um, as long as it's convincing and it doesn't take away from the living space, we do look to try and add um, bedrooms where we can because mm. they're a very easy way to add value to the property. Mm. Um, but it needs to be done tastefully so it doesn't take away from the living space. And I think that it's important that that value or, um, you know, <clears throat> that potential buyers can see that the bedroom always existed. Mm. So it's important that it's not just added on, a little bit like a Lego house and just kept on building. Yeah. Um, and it actually suits uh, the architecture of the house and it doesn't take away from other areas of the home. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the living room now in that place, if I recall, I was lucky if it had room for a two and a half seated couch and that was kind of about it with, you know, the TV, um, the dining room. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Hmm. Interesting yeah. to see how that, that goes. Um, depending on what someone's valuing and, de- and it depends, you know, what the potential buyer is looking for and what they value. Yeah. So there's a two-bedroom place. That place would probably get, you know, 900000 as a three-bedroom. You know, he's probably got, as you said, an extra two hundred grand out of it. Yeah. So, no, it's... We'll wait and see an auction. We'll wait and see an auction, definitely. Now, we're going to have a short break and come back with more from Dean Davis from MCO Property, who will talk to us about where to spend the money to get the best results. Now you're listening to Real Estate Right and we are talking to Dean Davis from MCO about renovating to sell. So Dean, where do homeowners see the biggest dollar for dollar increase when they renovate their homes? Good question. There's two areas we spend money on. We, we spend money on emotional pools. So we're kind of looking to invest a dollar to bring back two or three or p- perhaps more. Mm-hmm. So that's the emotional spending to gain more. Sometimes we spend just to not devalue the property. So, for example, 
a rusted downpipe or a gutter. Mm. We may have to invest to have it um, repaired so that a potential owner doesn't come in and go, all the gutters and all the downpipes are damaged. We're going to have to spend 15, 20 grand on getting all the downpipes yeah. and gutters replaced. So people then devaluing holding that money in their in their pocket on auction day or if it's a private sale, yeah. not taking themselves up to their maximum because they feel they have to hold on to money. So those are the two areas we spend money. Okay. When we're investing, um, so, so in any maintenance issue, I'd normally say just get done because they're normally a low cost and they'll stop any of that devaluing. So the when emotion- we're investing. Can I just say the emotional pull would be things like your bathrooms and your kitchens and your... Um, yeah, and, and an emotional pull can be... And- yeah, quality an emotional product. pull could be simply just painting the whole house crisp white, doing a nice modern grey carpet, some new pendant light fittings as you come in and potentially new handles or a new kitchen splashback. And sometimes that can be enough to trigger for the potential purchaser that the house is on trend, they can see their vision and themselves living in the property and then what they want to then add on to it, but the bulk of the work has been done. Yeah which people are willing to pay for, uh, especially these days because it's so difficult with COVID to get trades. Mm. Um, there is a trade shortage. There's a product shortage. So there's a timber people moving, shortage. There is a timber, absolutely, there's a timber shortage. Um, yeah. So people are valuing something that's already done. So I think if, if you're investing money, do the bigger, bulkier items and, and sometimes tick off on, on the, the, the trickier, harder items as well that could be, you know, um, new tiling in bathrooms and and new splashbacks, new kitchen bench tops, things like that, that um, potential purchasers just see as the too hard basket. Mm. Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of homes I see, and I'm sure you possibly do them as well, um, paint tiles instead of replacing tiles. You know, yeah. it's obviously the cheaper cheapest option of, you know, rejuvenating a bathroom. But, um, you know, do you recommend more to go the replace tile rather than repaint? Well, but both replacing tiles and painting them, um, d- depending on the circumstances, mm. um, can be beneficial. So if the property, if the bathroom itself, all the fixtures and fittings are great, it might be just a dated tile, mm. then you could just replace the tiling. But if the bathroom is most likely going to be renovated or knocked down or extended or even altered into a different section of the house, yeah. re-enamelling tiles and baths, um, perhaps maybe putting an actual tile on the floor, not painting the, the floor tile because there's a lot of wear and often yeah. um, scratches during the opens, um, is worth doing. It just makes the room feel bigger and fresher. It also allows the purchaser, if they are going to renovate in the future, move in, live, enjoy the bathroom yeah. and then look to renovate it later. Or if it's an investment property where they've purchased it and they rent it out, yeah. a potential renter feels comfortable in a clean environment. Yeah. So painting painting does have its value. Mm, yeah, I'm sure it does. Now, how about the outside of the home, the landscaping and the decking and all that fun stuff as well? The majority of houses we do, um, often people say, oh, I need a landscaper. I would say you don't exactly need a landscaper, but do you do need to tidy the house up? So there's kind of some givens that we do regularly, and that could be high-pressure washing, window cleaning, um, garden tidy up, garden edging, mulching, and just making sure that the grasses are well kept, you know, no yeah. weeds, et cetera. So from the outside of a house, 
it doesn't necessarily need to be landscaped or overpopulated with plants. It just needs to be neat. And often that is the lower investment as well. Mm. Yeah, which is what you're doing. No, in terms of renovating, would you go as far as putting new heating and cooling systems in or any other add-on value items? Um, if, if there's with, with heating and cooling, that's a good question, especially through winter. If you walked into a house and it was quite cold and there was no heating, you, you'd be quite turned off by it. So, and then and, and the opposite in summer, if you walked in, it was stinging hot. So, I think rectifying any heating or cooling issues, even just with basic split systems, would be ideal because you're not, again, turning a customer or a potential buyer away thinking I'm going to have to upgrade all of the air cons and spend tens of thousands of dollars where you could maybe just address um, the issue in a cost-effective manner with some basic heating and cooling units. So rectifying any issues like that or or rectifying, um, you know, it could be um, a bouncing floor or re-stumping and things like that are worth doing because I think people that are coming in to buy the house see those issues as bigger than what they potentially are Mm. and therefore are turned away from your property. The less people at your property and the the less um, demand probably won't get a a better result. Yeah, so definitely get your heating and cooling looked into for for your inspections because, again, it's one of those emotional pull things, isn't it? It is. And, and look, heating and cooling, um, you know, could come from not necessarily a heating or a cooling unit, but it could be potentially just having, you know, thicker curtains, mm. better insulation. Um, so there's other ways to keep a place either um, hot or cold, depending on the climate. Yeah, definitely. Now, I'm going to give you a uh, question that's a bit of a how long's a piece of string. But say I have a four bedroom home. If I wanted to do a basic renovation just to tidy it up, freshen it up, um, to put it on the market, or if I decided, look, I really want to put the new kitchen in, I want to put the new bathrooms in, I want to maybe put a new wall in to create or take walls out or whatever, okay, how long will it take in terms of time to get that done through MCO? Um, with pre-sale renovations for the home you just described, yeah, there'd probably be between two and three weeks worth of trade work. Okay. So, we, if you had to, you know, put, put the list of works together that you just described there, it would probably be, you know, your repairs, your handyman works, your electrical works, your swapping out of fixtures and fittings, mm-hmm. then painting, then flooring. And then your cleaning component of the job. Yep. That's normally two to three weeks worth of work. Okay. And if I wanted to throw the kitchen, new kitchen, new bathroom, take a wall out, all that fun stuff, how long will that take? Yep. You could be adding between four and eight weeks, depending yep. on um, the extent of the work. Um, a bathroom normally takes four weeks. Yeah. A kitchen, um, depending on um, what type of kitchen, if it's a custom kitchen or off-the-shelf kitchen, um, off-the-shelf could be two to three weeks, um, whereas a custom kitchen could be seven to to 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. So essentially what we're saying is we could still possibly put a house on the market this year if we were thinking about doing it today. Absolutely. So that's one thing that um, if you are considering selling, you've got to think, okay, I've got my auction date and I work back 
six weeks mm-hmm. for the opens and, and photography and the copywriter and, and those things to happen. And then coming back another six weeks is the renovation work. So if it's a basic renovation, it could be two weeks. If it's yeah. more extensive, it could be out to six. So you'd need to be thinking nearly three to four months out. So I, I often get that, that we're not selling until later in the year. But in actual fact, they people need to kind of get moving sooner yeah. than they actually realise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't. They sort of forget the the, the stuff in the middle, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's really important. I mean, and and you know, without creating the stresses that are involved with pre-sale renovation, being organised early. Yeah, I mean, giving yourself a good three months is ideal. Yeah. Sounds good. Now, is there anything else homeowners should look into before selling? if they want to renovate prior to putting their house in the market? I think the most important thing is just planning. Um, you know, have, a, have a clear timeline, have a budget. I think it's important to you know, have a real estate agent in or someone like myself to give some guidance around what potential works could be done and what the value of that is. And then going back to what the value of the property is and mm-hmm. the location of it and what's the expectation so my advice would be to plan, have a clear timeline, have a clear budget, understand what the outcomes are going to be so that the expectations are met by, I guess, the tradespeople, mm. the owner of the property, and also the agent that's looking to sell. So there's nothing worse than overcapitalizing and then putting more pressure on the agent to achieve a price that's just not achievable. Yeah. Um, or um, you know, even just blowing out the budget. No one wants to do that when there's other costs involved than just trade work when selling. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on, Dean. Thanks for having us in. Dean, where can listeners get in contact with you and see your work? So our best uh, place would be our website, uh, which is www.mcoproperty.com.au. Uh, yeah. Our Instagram or we welcome people to our showrooms. We're in Moorabbin, 13 Roper Street. Uh, We are starting to do, in 2022, educational nights. So uh, more than welcome to email in and we'll put you on the mailing list and and invite you to those nights. Sounds great. Love to join you in those because, you know, we all need a bit of education when it comes to renovating and styling our homes, don't we? It can be daunting. It can be daunting. Um, Thanks again, Dean, for coming on. It's always a pleasure having you on. Always good to have a bit of a laugh. Next week, we have Sophie Lyon from Jealous Craig Borundara back on, and she's going to talk to us about what you need to know when you're breaking a lease. Sophie's one of our favourites, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast. Contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.